0: Hey everyone, welcome to Tom French Preaching. This is the podcast of me, Tom French, preaching, just like the title says. I'm a guy who lives in Melbourne and does Bible talks for youth and other people around Australia and all over the internet. I'm also the author of Weird, Crude, Funny and Nude, The Bible Exposed, the very best book that I have ever written. For more information about my book or to see what else I've been up to, go to my website, tomfrench.com.au. And with that, let's get on with the talk. I uh, really, really like going to the movies. You might have you know, heard me talking about the movies because I love it. And one of my favorite things to do is to go to the movies by myself. The very first time I went to the movies by myself, I was, I was a little bit like nervous because I was like, I'm gonna to go to the movies by myself. There'll be people in there and they might see me by myself. And they might judge me and be like that guy's got no friends he's got no one to go to the movies with him and so then they would probably all laugh and point and then gather around me and say (laughs) you've got no friends you've got no friends so i was very afraid that that would happen to me so i made my plan i was like the first thing i should do is make sure i pick the right session where there's not going to be many people So I picked like 11 a.m. on a Wednesday because I know that that's going to be a pretty empty session. And I was like, and then I've got to kind of walk in with a lot of confidence. So it looks like I know what I'm doing. I'm meant to be here. And maybe my friend is just behind me and they're going to come and join me. So no one will know that I'm by myself. And so I walked in and I sat down and I was ready. And I kind of looked around the cinema. I noticed that most people were there by themselves. Because if you're the kind of person who goes to the movies at 11 a.m. on a Wednesday... You're probably going to go by yourself. <laughs> and so we all sat there by ourselves, not talking to each other, having a fabulous time. And I realized it's safe to go by yourself. The only times now that I'm like, don't go by yourself are like weekends and school holidays. Because then there's heaps of people in there and then you do look like a loser. But the rest of the time, it's like, go by yourself. It's great. I love it. It's really fun. I think I'm thinking I might go on, on Monday by myself because it's so good. But something better than going to the movies by yourself is when you go to the movies with a lot of people. And when I mean a lot of people, I mean a lot of people. Because there's been one experience in the movies, or which has happened to me a few times, uh, which has been the greatest movie-going experience of my life. And that is going to see the Star Wars films when they have come out. Uh, and I don't know if you're into Star Wars. I'm definitely into Star Wars. But the great thing about Star Wars is there's all this hype that goes with it. And there are thousands, millions of people, billions of people who love Star Wars. And there's this whole kind of culture that's built up around it. And so there are midnight screenings of Star Wars, which you probably haven't been to. But let me describe to you what happens. Uh, A lot of nerds get dressed up and go to the movies. And we dress up in our Star Wars outfits. Uh, I went to episode... um, seven, hold on, yeah, seven, uh, with Emily, and uh, we got tickets to the midnight screening. Uh, I dressed up with her, she dressed up as Han Solo, I dressed up as Princess Leia, And, and we got to the midnight session, we lined up with our friends, we'd all bought tickets, and there was us in the line, and then there were like... Thousands of other people. There were stormtroopers walking around and there were other princess layers walking around. There were um, Ewoks and... um well, Wookie's and Wookiees and Darth Vader's, everyone was there. It was so exciting. And then you're, you're talking to each other and people are like, nice costume. You're like, you're a nice costume. Everyone's taking photos with each other. And, and that doesn't happen when you go to the movies by yourself. But it does happen when you go with a big group to the first showing of Star Wars at midnight. And then you go into the cinema and everyone's in there for one thing and you're so excited. And then as soon as the credits come, on, come up on the screen, everyone cheers like, yeah. and then as the film goes everyone's laughing at the jokes and cheering when the bad guy gets killed it's a totally different experience from going by yourself like going by yourself is fun going with a thousand other people to the one thing that you all love that is a whole lot better and I think the movies were actually designed like the cinema was designed for you to go with other people like you don't have a room with 400 seats in it if you're meant to be there just by yourself it was designed for you to do with others you can do it by yourself but it's much better with others. Now, when we follow Jesus, that's what following Jesus is meant to be like. You can try and do it by yourself and you can get some things done, but it's so much better when you do it with others. We were meant to do it with others. And the truth is when you were saved, when, when, when God chooses you and saves you, He doesn't save you by yourself. You do not get saved alone, but you get saved into a family. The Bible teaches us that God is our Father and when He saves us, He adopts us into His family and Jesus becomes our brother and everyone else who is a Christian is your brother or your sister. You don't get saved alone, you get saved into a family. And so what we're going to think about now is how do we do this thing of following Jesus together in a way that works? Like so many times you can turn up to church and it seems like a bunch of people who just kind of turned up by themselves and don't want to connect with other people. Or they might want to connect with the people they like, but they definitely don't want to connect with the people they don't like. And I don't know if you've ever gone and had a really awkward experience at church, but it happens, I think, because we don't always get that we are there for each other. So how do we do this following Jesus with each other Looking after each other because we know that we weren't saved alone but we were saved into a family. And so, we're going to look at this passage and see what it has to teach us. So, uh, this story bit that we've read comes straight after the bit that we had yesterday. After Peter's big speech uh, about what Jesus had done, it tells us that 3,000 people started following Jesus. And after those 3,000 people put their faith in Jesus, they didn't say, oh, okay, well, that was fun. Thanks, guys. I'll see you in 80 years when we die and we meet up in heaven. That'll be great. No, they, it says they started meeting together. And so this passage describes for us what happened. So we're going to pick out a few of those things that happened, which can inform how we do following Jesus together, particularly how we do it at things like a church, a youth group, or for you guys at Fuel, when you're at school, how do you follow Jesus together? Well, the first thing it says, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So because these people have just become Christians, uh, how are they going to know about Jesus? Like, they need to talk to the people who know Jesus. They weren't, they weren't, you know, saved so they could just become Christians and then head off into the world. They want to know about this person who has saved them. They want to grow in their faith. They were saved to grow. And so they do that by devoting themselves to the the teaching of those people who knew Jesus so they could hear about Jesus and then know how to follow Jesus. And we still do that today. We still spend time hearing the teaching of the apostles. And these are the guys who hung out with Jesus. Uh, We hear their teaching when we read the Bible and when the Bible is taught to us, when there are Bible talks or when you have small groups and studies. Um, when we learn about the Bible, we do that so that we can get to know Jesus. It's not just about having big brains and knowing a lot of stuff and doing really well when it comes to Bible trivia time. It's about know- It's about knowing who Jesus is so that you can follow him, so that you can grow in your relationship with him. I remember when I was at school, I was in math class once, and we were learning, I don't know, maybe algebra. And I was like, this is stupid. Like, when am I ever going to need letters to, to do Maths, like math is about numbers, not this doesn't make any sense to me. So I put up my hand, I said, excuse me, sir. He's like, yes, I was like, I was like, when am I ever gonna need this in the world? And he's like, you're probably not. I was like, oh, well then why are we learning this? He was like, cause it's fun. I was like, no, it's not fun. It's definitely not fun. And I put zero effort into maths because I didn't really care about it. Because like this was just you know, useless knowledge to me. I mean, I know maths is useful for things like most things. Um, <laughs> like, you know, cars and airplanes and computers, all that kind of stuff. But I don't do those things, I don't need that. So I was not devoted to it. But if we think about something else that I have been devoted to, when I first met Emily, I wanted to know all about her and I wasn't interested in just, you know, learning Emily trivia. I wanted to know her because I I wanted to have a great relationship with her, because I, I wanted to spend time with her and I wanted to, to, to be able to, to talk to her well and, and be a good friend and then boyfriend and then fiancé and then husband. And so I... St- study Emily. Like I, I, I would read the books that she would read and listen to the music that she listens to and, and listen to the podcast that she listens to. <laughs> Only because I want to know her. Now, now that's the truth is that with God, he is, he is not just knowledge for us, but we devote ourselves to the Bible and, and to the teaching of the apostles because we have a God who we have a relationship with. And we want to know him because we have seen how much he loves us in his son, Jesus. That Jesus came and lived and died and rose again for us. This isn't just head knowledge, but it's growing in our relationship with him so that we can follow him and honor him better. And that's why we spend time in Fuel and a youth group and a church and all these other places getting to know God through his word and hearing it taught and sharing it with each other because this is where God shows himself to us. Now, we weren't just saved to grow, but we're also saved to care for each other. If you have a look, it says um, it says this, uh, all from verse 44, all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Now, this means that here there's a group of people who were so... Um, convinced that these were their brothers and sisters that had to look after each other. They wanted to make sure that there was no one in their group, no one in their church group, their, their family of Christians who had any needs that were unmet. And so if they knew that someone was in need, that they would find a way to meet that need. And so if there was someone who needed money, they would go and sell a piece of property and then give them that money. If there was someone who needed food, then they'll make sure that person had food. They're like, my stuff is only useful if I can use it for you as well. They weren't about hoarding things for themselves, but sharing it with each other because they knew that they were a family that looks after each other. Now, what this doesn't mean is that as soon as they became Christians, they sold everything they had and then put all their money into a big pot and then gave it out because then it would mean that they didn't have any money or any property left. And if you look down right at the later on, if the next, in fact, the very next verse, it says they broke bread in their homes and ate together. But if they all sold their homes, they wouldn't be able to break bread in their homes, would they? So they didn't all sell everything, but they also didn't hoard things that they didn't need. They shared what they had to help others. If they saw a need, they went to meet that need. Like, how good would that feel to be in a community like that? Now, I really like sometimes being part of clubs that will look after me. Like, I really like, at the movies, I like being part of my loyalty club. I'm a Cinebuzz VIP member for event cinemas, which means that as a VIP, I get free popcorn refills yeah which uh which should which should seem good but when do you ever run out of popcorn and then think i'm going to go and get some more (laughs) like because you get this giant thing of popcorn and then you get to the bottom of it and then you're halfway through the film if you manage to get through all of it and then you're like i'm not going to leave the film to go get more popcorn but it's it's a great perk that i've never used (laughs) but it's nice to know that it's there that That if I ever run out of popcorn, if I ever have that need, then event cinemas will look after me. I I am also a member of the NRMA. (laughs) This is pretty exciting. What's great about the NRMA is you guys, most of you, I'm guessing you don't drive. But when you do, you should become a member of the NRMA. Because I know that when you drive a car and it breaks down... And I'm in need. I can ring this person up. And they're like, hey, Mr. French. i like, look, my car is broken down. And they're like, oh, we'll send someone out with long socks and short shorts to fix it for you. And then up turns this friendly man, with long socks and short shorts, and he fixes your car for you. It's great. Which is great when I was, I was used to drive a car that was braking all the time. So I got to know them very, very well. They're always turning out and say, oh, Tom, you know how to fix that? And I, I don't know. They're like, whack it with a hammer. So I'm like, ding, ding, ding. It's like, oh, it works. It's like, yeah, your car is rubbish. You should get a new one. I was like, "But." When will I be able to get my friends with short shorts and long socks to come and visit me if I have a good car? Anyway, the point is I love having these people who will look after me when I'm in trouble. But the way that I get that is I got to pay them to be my friends and come out and help me. <laughs> but with, with Christians, that we look after each other, not because you know people pay us to look after each other or we pay other people to look after us, but we know that we have a God who has looked after us in His Son, Jesus. And that that if Jesus gave His life for us and He bought us, then it tells us in the Bible that we are not our own anymore. And so we can give ourselves to serving Him and give ourselves to serving each other. And as we do that, as we care for each other, we know the love of Jesus better because we've seen the love of Jesus in each other. And how amazing would it be um, for you guys at school... And I don't know what it's like for you at school, but how amazing it would be for you to have people who you know that everyone at Fuel is looking out for you? Because school can be a tough place. Like, like you have the stress of all the, the work you've got to do, and then you've got the stress of trying to navigate your relationships with each other, and you've got the gossip that goes on, or you've got the bullying that goes on, or you've got the insecurity that you've got going on. Like, you've, like school sucks sometimes. But if you knew that every girl at the Fuel was looking out for you, that they were your people, then wouldn't that make school so much better? That Year 7s would know that they're Year 12s who are looking after them. And other girls would know that, that all the girls at Fuel, that you don't, you don't speak badly about each other. You just build each other up. In, to your face and behind your back, you're always doing Good gossip. Like, like if, you, if, if this was a place where people cared for each other, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I've never been to fuel, so I don't know. I'm, you guys seem like a good bunch, so you're probably doing it. But what, what a great example of God's love to each other, but also to the rest of the school it would be. That everyone would be able to say, those fuel girls, they care for each other. And the, the, the school would see the love of Jesus in the way that you live. That we are, were made, we were saved to care for each other because we have a God who has cared for us. The next thing uh, that we see in the passage is that these are people who worship. Uh, it says, uh, if we look back at the beginning, it says in verse 42 uh, that they were devoted to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And it says they were filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Uh, in verse 46, it says, Every day they continued to meet together in temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. These people were doing acts of worship. Now, if it doesn't quite seem, if it's a bit strange what's going on there, especially this breaking of the bread thing, what the breaking of the bread means is it's talking about communion. So when you uh, go to church and they have you know, their bread and the, the wine or the juice... And we have this to remember that Jesus died for us, that his body was broken. I, the, the bread represents his body and that his blood was shed. The, the wine or the juice represents his blood. And it reminds us that what Jesus has done for us, that when he died on the cross for us so that we might be forgiven for our sins. And we do this and to remind ourselves again and again of who Jesus is and what he has done and where our identity comes from. And we pray, and it reminds us of who we are, where we sit in relationship to God. As we sing songs, it reminds us of who God is and what He has done. We worship as a response to who God is, to honor Him for His character and His works. This is what worship is all about. That this was a community that knew who God was and knew who they were, and they worshiped God because of it. We are people who will worship uh, all sorts of different things. And the best thing is to worship the one we were made to worship, and that's God. And so we continue to do these things, these worshipful acts, because it reminds us of who we are. Uh, with my family, um, when I was growing up, we would often you know, have to get to different places, and we'd drive. We had this ritual that we would do, and it wasn't like a, an official ritual, or like when we drive in the car, it does, we do this, but it just seemed to happen. that As we would drive around different things would get pointed out. Mom and Dad would be like, that's where we got married. And so I would know that's the church where my parents get married. Every time we drove past, it like, that's where we got married. And now I knew that after like the first, you know, five or six times I figured it out which church it was, but still it kept getting pointed out. Or when we drive past the house, like, that's where your dad grew up. I'm like, oh, that's the house where my dad grew up. Or, I, or we would drive to Canberra. I'm like, look at that bridge. That's the bridge your dad built. I'm like, oh, my dad built that bridge. That's amazing. Not with his bare hands. He was like an engineer. Uh, <laughs> and these things, like, were reminders that as we drive around, was this ritual that reminded me of, of who my family was. And it would tell me who I was. As we did these things, it taught me about myself and taught me about my history. And so then I knew where I fitted in the world. I knew where my family came from. It was this ritual that taught me about me. And as we worship, these are the rituals that we do that remind us of who we are and where we fit. That as we honor God, we know that He is King and He has saved us. And we do these things to continue to remember and honor Him. And so that's why we spend time in prayer together. And that's why we sing. And that's why we worship God. And we can worship Him in all sorts of ways, but we continue to worship because it, it shows us where we fit in God's scheme in the world. Then the last thing uh, that we see is that uh, in verse 47, it says, Our oh, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Uh, these this group continued to grow. People continued to find out about Jesus and continue to put their trust in Him. And the reason why that happened, one, is because God was working on people's hearts and bringing them to Him. But two, I think it was also because the way that these guys lived and they shared about the love of Jesus, it meant that more and more people wanted to keep joining this group of Christians and they saw the change that had happened in them. So we want to also be people who share what Jesus has done for us. That if we do it together, it's so much easier than doing it by ourselves. You know, there are all sorts of things that we want to share about. One of the things that I really want to tell people about but I hold back a lot is that I have this great love for keeping things cold. Now, I know that seems weird, but I have, a, I have an Esky that I bought for like $20 at Kmart. And then I have these like $2 cold bricks. And I love to put the cold bricks out of the freezer in my Esky and then I'll put Coke in there. And then I'll put it in my car and on a really hot day, I'll open it up and then the Coke is still cold. And then like, I'll bring it inside and then I'll open it up like 24 hours. I put it in like, I'll be like, Emily, this Coke is still cold. It's amazing. And then she's like, I know, Tom. And I'm like, no, it's great. I want to tell everyone about my Esky because it's so exciting. And then I discovered that my water bottle is also insulated. So I can put cold water in my bottle. And then 12 hours later, it's still cold. It's great. And so my new hobby now is I go to the fridge every 20 minutes and fill it up with Um, with ice cubes, and then put water in it, and then I drink it all, and I'm like, it's so cold, and then go back and do it again. It's really exciting. And I keep going like, I've got to get on Facebook and tell people about this. I'm like, don't, Tom. It's just a cold bottle. It's not that interesting. Now, I don't know. You've probably got some weird things in your life that you want to tell other people about. I don't know what it is. Maybe, no, I don't know. I don't even want to guess what it is. But you're probably thinking there are some things that you want to share about, and it's not that important. Well, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, compare whatever it is that you're excited about to the fact that there is a God in heaven and he came down for us in his son Jesus. Yes. And that he died on a cross for us and that the whole world is going to be renewed by him. And if people put their trust in him, they can be changed by him. Like That is good news to be sharing with people. That is a whole lot more important than a, a well-insulated water bottle or esky And so if you get excited about sharing one thing, then we can definitely get excited about sharing something else. Because how much greater would it be to have more and more people know the good news of what Jesus has done? And we can do it together. And that's why we invite people to fuel and to youth group and to church. Because as we share Jesus together, that is the best way to do it. They can see who He is and what He has done for us. You are not saved alone. You are saved into a family because all these things, this, this growing and this caring and this worshipping and this sharing, these are all things that we can do by ourselves, but it's so much better to do it with other people because we were made to do following Jesus with each other. I'm going to say a quick prayer for us. Uh, Father God, thank you uh, that you uh, do not leave us alone. Uh, that you have come for us in your Son, Jesus, that you have given us your Holy Spirit and you have given us each other. I thank you that we do not have to try and struggle to follow you by ourselves and to figure things out on our own, but you have given us your word, you have given us uh, those who have come before us and you give us each other to to do the day in, day out following of you. I pray particularly for these girls as they go back to school, uh, that they in fuel will be able to be a real Um, witness to you in the way that they want to know you better the way they want to care for each other because of you have cared for them in the way that they uh, worship you to know you better and honor you for who you are and the way they share your love with others i pray that they will not uh, try and do these things alone but they'll do them with each other in a way that changes their school amen well that was the talk and i hope it was helpful for you If you want more talks or to read my blog or order my book or even to book me to speak, remember to go to tomfrench.com.au. It's my home on the internet. You can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWFrench or on Insta at TWFrench. And don't forget to give this podcast a rating and review wherever you get your podcast, so that other people might be able to discover it too. Till next time, have a good one.